with DeMar DeRozan's birthday being yesterday and his time being a Chicago Bull, at least via the contract he has right now, coming up soon, a lot of people have been asking the question, what do the Chicago Bulls do with DeMar DeRozan this season? Do they extend him? Do they let him walk? Do they look to trade him at the trade deadline? We're going to talk about all those options, the benefits, the negatives of both, and what that would say for what the Chicago Bulls are going to be going forward. And we're also going to look at Andre Drummond absolutely cooking a TikToker. We're going to get into all that, plus a little of the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, DeMar DeRozan. First off, happy belated birthday, King. Um, and that's what we're going to say on that. Now, as far as DeMar DeRozan and his pending contract situation with the Chicago Bulls, I'm sure you guys have been inundated on your timelines with thought pieces and all this thing on what should happen with DeMar DeRozan, what's the best outcome. You know, some some people saying the Bulls should absolutely extend DeMar DeRozan no matter what the cost is going to be. Some people say, hey, it's time to go ahead and let on. Signing DeMar DeRozan to another long-term contract is just a further doubling down on this core that we just don't see the upside in the future with, right? And then you have some Bulls fans that just think, hey, let's see what we can get for him out in the open market. And let's, and you know, depending on what that value is, we should look to move DeMar. And Here's what I'll say. All three avenues have their pluses and minuses, right? When you look at re-signing DeMar DeRozan, uh, considering that the Bulls and their cap space, the cap flexibility uh, is, a, is a thing that, uh, you know, you, you re-sign them, you hold on to the talent you have here, you maybe hope that you can get them on maybe a two-plus one um, to kind of align his deals with the, the time that Nikola Vucevic is going to have left on his contract, things like that. And I would say that, that that makes sense, right? That makes sense on this team giving that full time. At that point, you're looking at, You'll be five, six years into this core, and you can legitimately say at that point in time, listen, we've gotten everything we've gotten out of it. By then, Zach will be over the age of 30. You can look to move on from all three players. But you also, to me, and this is where I, th- where I think at, at some point, if you want to be players in the free agent market, you have to eventually let some players go. And if the Chicago Bulls do look at it and they plan to use the Lonzo ball, maybe try to get the career ending injury exception to get out that contract completely, um, if they try to time that with DeMar becoming a free agent and look at that as the next time to kind of majorly retool this team, there there are pluses and minuses there as well, right? At that point, you're you're hoping that, you know, maybe one on top of one of the young players taking a leap, you haven't had to really extend any of them. You got to make a decision on Patrick Williams, of course, uh, next offseason as well. But, you know, you're, you're looking at things and saying, hey, depending on what's out there, maybe we can improve this team that way. And then the letting DeMar DeRozan or looking to trade DeMar DeRozan at the trade deadline this upcoming year. And here's the thing that I'll say, right? And I've always said this, like, I think that you should explore moving expiring contracts. I just think you should do that. That's with everyone. That is any player that's not just a DeMar DeRozan. If they're expiring and they have a sizable deal, you you should look to see what you can get from that out in the open market. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that the Bulls are going to get back a lot, right? Like for a team we, we see now, teams look at it and say, hey, uh, we can get this player out. We can try to get this player in free agency next year rather than give up assets unless he's really the last piece that they feel gets them over the top, and then maybe they're willing to throw in a low first-round pick, right? Maybe they're willing to match contracts. But this new, with the new CBA and the penalty of uh, second tax apron, you could be looking at players that all, the teams that also look at expiring contracts as their last opportunity to get 
out of a contract that's going to send them into that second tax apron. So maybe the Bulls can really look to take advantage there, right? And ultimately, you guys know, I've been on the trade DeMar DeRozan bandwagon as far as that if you can get something back. If you can get something back, you move DeMar DeRozan. But do you just move DeMar just to move him? No, I do think that there are some benefits that you get more by just letting his contract expire and then maybe going out there in the free agent market. There's also enough benefits to say with DeMar, you know, being here, yeah, he dealt with the quad injury most of last season, which we found out about towards the end of the season. Um, But DeMar is still going to be a productive player, right? The, DeMar is a level of output that you can bet on night in and night out. You know what he's going to give you. He's going to go out there. He's going to give you 24 to 25 points on a, about 50% shooting. He's going to get to the free throw line a couple of times. And with that comes, you know, the defensive limitations. With that comes other things, right? And ultimately, I don't envy the spot that AK and Eversley are in. I don't because you sit in this in this space now where do you do you keep the status quo? Do you look to make a change? I, like, and there, it's not a clear path either way. And like I said, the, the thing always that comes down to it, the Bulls' path and decision gets a lot better if one of these young players takes the leap. Now, some of the argument as well for letting DeMar DeRozan go is to say, what well, opens up opportunities for Patrick Williams. It opens up opportunities for Dalen Terry. It opens up more for maybe an Iota Sumo or Arnold Bitum and things like that, which, you know, he could factor into this as well. If the Bulls do look at him and say, hey, this guy is cooking down in the G, we feel confident he's going to be able to come up and give something at the NBA level, right, something that we can bet on, and he's going to be a cost-effective contract that first couple of years, you then can look at it that way too. Like, there are so many different avenues this Bulls team can go, and all of them have their path where they lead to success, and all of them could lead to, for, to further failure for this front office as well, but they can't let that penalize them, right? They can't let that get them into – and uh, uh, paralyze them is the better word I'm looking for. Paralyze them into not making a decision. At the end of the day, and the thing that I've always been on with this team is you have to pick a path. If you're going to be the team that's going to have veterans, that's going to get older every year, and that you're going to try to develop your young players, that's what you're going to be. Then be that, right? But I think with the DeMar situation specifically, and it coming up, um, and you know them having to make a cost-effective uh, choice on him, and is he even going to be willing to take a pay cut? Keep in mind, the Bulls gave him more money than what any other team was offering him out in the free agent market. Now, could that mean they can go to him with the table and say, listen, DeMar, we gave you more money uh, than, than what you wanted. Can, you, can, you, can, we, can we cut? Can we split the difference here? Or if DeMar does want his full extension because he could want that, right? Last contract he's probably going to sign in his career, you then have to make a further tough decision. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's this. I understand the fans completely that say, re-sign DeMar. I don't agree with the ones that say he's our best player because when Zach Levine is healthy and DeMar is both healthy, their numbers are one and one Now, the clutch points, that's absolutely something you could point to with DeMar that puts him a little bit over the top, so I, I take that as well. But what I look at and say is this. If you aren't going to go out and make a move, if you're not going to do something with Lonzo Ball's contract, if you can move Lonzo Ball's contract, and get something back to add to this core of the team, and you then want to say, listen, we want to try to run it back with this, right? But I think if this team continues to struggle, if you if this team through halfway through the trade the, the the season looks like a team that it once again is going to be fight fighting for a playing spot, then at that point, what do you what are you holding on to, right? Because the, some of the same fans that say, oh, this team isn't going anywhere, but then say, no, we have to keep DeMar DeRozan. My thing is, is if DeMar is this piece that is making this team be better and making that he's just making this team what it is what some fans try to point out then it's not making us much and by letting DeMar walk and us having most of our own first round picks coming up you then are increasing even the pick that goes out to the San Antonio Spurs next season 
if you if you let DeMar DeRozan walk and all of a sudden we become this much worse team, you're then increasing your chances and odds of keeping your own first-round pick if we're as bad as what some Bulls fans will have you say, right? And that is something that this team also has to look at, this front office has to look at. If you're struggling to make a play-in and you remove a player like DeMar DeRozan, you're now upping your, your, your chance on, yes, we have our own first-round pick in 2024, but then you're upping your own your chance of keeping your own first-round pick in 2025 if you're that bad. At some point, if if these players that are marginally good, this marginal three, right, that are just skipping by into a playing spot, if that's what's holding you there and you let one of those players go or let the, the biggest one in DeMar DeRozan go, according to some fans, and you bottom out, sometimes you just got to eat your medicine and, and be bad then, right? Because then you're going to go back into getting top 10 and then at that point, yeah, we got to trust AK's ability to draft well, right? But at that point, then that's just where you are naturally. So I don't, I don't really have like the, the so much is up with this Bulls team, right? So much is up in the air, and I, I still want and need to see how this team looks together now with Javon Carter, Torrey Craig being being those glue guys, those pieces that hopefully are going to bring something that the Bulls absolutely do need. But you know, as I stand at it and sit at it right now, I do think that you, you either explore the trade market. Or you let the season play out, and if we're if we aren't a playoff team again, letting Demar Derozan walk, it's not that bad of an option to me. That's what I think. You guys can let me know what you think on that down below. Now I gotta talk about this only because it's funny. Andre Drummond absolutely cooked a TikToker that was talking some shit. We're gonna go ahead and play this clip real quick. If you're on the YouTube side, you got to see that clip, the 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 visual of that. But Andre Drummond absolutely cooked this TikToker that paid three hundred dollars to play Andre Drummond one versus one and talk some shit. Like, people have to remember, even the worst NBA players are better than most, than anybody who's just playing street ball, right? So just because you're, you're killing it out in your gym, you're killing it against the 45-year-olds that come up with the knee pads and the elbow pads, don't ever let that make you think that you won't get absolutely cooked by most NBA players, even the role players in the NBA. And that TikToker, he, hey, listen, he, he learned his lesson that time. And it brought about this conversation of like, People pay, paying paying money to play these players one on one, right? And 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 the positives and negatives on that. That's not me. I'm not going to give an overall think piece on something like that. But I do find it funny when somebody got has to just eat their words, which he absolutely had to do in this case. Like it was funny. But all right, before we go, we want to get into the mailbag. We got one voicemail today. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey. Uh, this, uh, my name is Reginald. I got a question about what would you do with the mid level exception? There was player section and the biannual section, you know, after the trade deadline into the buyout market. I mean, when I look at the you know, players who are probably going to be available by then, you know, Bad Young, Patrick Beverly, Derrick Rose, guys like that, I mean, who would you spend the money on to get if the Bulls have a need? Uh, I was just uh, wondering. Also, I was listening to you and Pat, the designer, this morning, talking about uh, <laughs> Zion Williams, porn stars. Uh, you know what? I really am mad at Zion for one thing. My wife, you know, come on, you know she don't work with uh, black porn stars for some damn reason. But uh, like seriously, if you had to go out with a porn star, go out with someone like Alexis Texas, like a uh, Pat said, or Bella Bells, or you know, Anika Albright. At least you know they hang out with black guys. But just want to throw that out there. What do the Bulls do with their exceptions that they have remaining? Hey, brother, that's a great question. And and uh, honestly, with the Bulls avoiding the luxury tax, they really can't do much right and that's just is what it is like this team I think 
I would say go out and get a Moses Brown, right? A player that's young, can bring some shot blocking, can bring some rebounding, something that we need to this team and more size. But I would say use the rest of your mid-level exception to do that. Go out and get a Kelly Oubre Jr. who, while a very flawed player as well, can absolute fill it up off the bench for you and, and can shoot the three. His three comes and goes, right? But he can score the ball. You can use him as a scorer off the bench. Go out and get you a Christian Wood that has some size. That's at least, if you give him 18 to 20 minutes, can go out there and get you about 15 and 6, right? Go out there and get those type of players, right? Because that helps deepen your team. Even if you don't necessarily plan to use them a lot, it adds so much depth to your team. But the fact of the matter, as long as old man Jerry is running this team, the luxury tax is something that we can avoid. Now, via the buyout market, that's where things get a little interesting. Here's what I'll say. Before I, I see the Bulls go out and get something in the buyout market to save their team, go out, if, if, if Orlock Bidham is looking good by then, just turn, convert him to an actual deal. Use him, right? But it's hard to really judge the buyout market because we don't know who's going to come available yet. Uh, last year, we saw you know Russell Westbrook, J John Wall, uh, Pat Bev all hit the buyout market, and I don't think all of those guys would have been expected at the start of the season. Some of them would have. So you have to look at it in that way as well. Like, what's going to hit the buyout market? And we really won't know that until we get a little bit into the season, so it's hard for me to say. You even listen like Derrick Rose as a, as a candidate to be bought out. Eh, I don't know if I necessarily see that, but, hey, anything could happen. But at that point, are we not deep enough at the point guard position to where we don't have to look at a point guard in the buyout market? So. I don't really know. Really, I would say this. Let's, we have to evaluate where this team is, right? And that's what this should be in the front office should be doing is using this time period to evaluate this front office. And then, I mean, the, this team, this roster, and then what you see we're, we're moving at, we're going to be in prime position to acquire those buyout players. But that's if we are good enough then to where Jerry will sign off on us going into the luxury tax, right? Or if you're, depending on what you're doing, who you're bringing in. So I think that the Bulls are in a good position because they are probably going to have the most to offer anybody who's bought out this offseason, and they also can absorb um, salaries via not really send, having to send out any other money with their disabled player exception if they're willing to go into the luxury tax again. So the Bulls are set up to be in a really solid position by time that buyout, the midseason trade deadline, all of that comes up. But I can't really say who the Bulls should target right now because we don't know what this version of the team is going to look like. Do we suffer an injury, right? Does Patrick Williams take a step back rather than a step forward, right? Does Kobe White take a step back rather than a step forward? Those things and how they happen over the season can drastically change what we need in that buyout market. So I don't really, I can't really answer that yet, Reginald. It's unfortunate. Like, I just can't. The season's too young. You got to see what also other teams are going to go. They're going to be a team that, that thought that they were going to be better and that Maybe look to blow it up. Maybe look to buy a player out. There's going to be a player that's disgruntled, right? So we'll see and monitor that probably about a month or two into the season. I probably will. That's around what I did it last season. Buy out candidates, but right now, we don't know. Even the ones that you mentioned, a Thad Young, cool, but like he's taking step backs. It's really still an end of the bench uh, a type move that I don't really expect him to play much if that ends up being the case. But we'll see, man. Hopefully the Bulls are using the flexibility that they have with their exceptions, and they actually – don't have as quiet of a trade deadline period as they did the last couple of years. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform we're on. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then you can also send us anything for the mailbag, text messages, voicemails, 773-772-242. Not, that's the Bears voicemail. 773-270-2799. And we're the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked it in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. 
See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.